Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Subscriptions for Authors. Now, this is actually the first of 12 very special episodes. So back last May, we had the Subscriptions for Authors Summit. It was a virtual summit, and it was a ton of fun. And we recorded all 12 sessions and uploaded them to YouTube. And it occurred to me recently that we should probably upload this to the podcast feed too, because some folks don't want to actually watch the videos, but would rather just listen to the audios. And the good news is that your holiday slash Christmas present, aka I have a little bit of extra time now because finals for school ended, is me uploading all of this to the podcast feed. So I hope you enjoy. This is the first keynote from Amelia Rose. There'll be 12 more coming. I'll give you a brief intro before every session. If you just want to listen to the normal podcast, then skip over these episodes. They will not be labeled as the normal podcast episodes. You should be able to just return to the next episode. We have a few more to release this year of the normal podcast. The podcast ain't going anywhere. We're just adding some awesome things to this feed. We hope you enjoy. The transcripts are linked down below. If you prefer the transcript, I'll link down to the transcripts of all 12 Summit sessions. Each session will be uploaded individually here. And if you want to experience future Summit sessions, the great news is we have a summit taking place called the Scriptures for Authors Summit in 2024. We have in person in Boston, May 6th and 7th. It's going to be a ton of fun. And we have a virtual summit taking place. If you attend in person, you get access to in-person and virtual. If you attend virtual, you'll get recordings of all the sessions, but we'll only be able to show up virtually. So you can check that out in the link description. It's a really, really fun event. And we hope to see a ton of you there. There's actually already dozens and dozens of you signed up. So it's going to be a ton of fun. But anyways, let's get into the session from Amelia. And there'll be plenty more on the way just like this. We have an amazing keynote to get us started from none other than Amelia Rose, who you all probably know as the co-admin in the Facebook group, co-subscriptions for authors podcast, and also an incredible six-figure subscription author who's going to be sharing with us how she's been able to make an incredible living with the power of subscriptions for multiple years. But before we officially dive into her session, I want to just say thank you to everyone for being here. We have been really blown away at the interest in this event and are so excited to make this a weekend that can hopefully help you all get to the next stage in your author career. Everyone here might be in a different genres, different places all over the world. This is virtual. This makes it fun, but also might be wanting to approach their subscription differently or not even knowing what a subscription is. So I'll solve that first question. If you don't know what a subscription is, just we're all on the same page, the subscription is a monthly payment that a reader makes directly to you. It could also be annual, but it's a recurring payment. Common subscription platforms are Patreon, Ko-Fi, and Ream. And actually, oh, I can shut off my entry bells. Let me do that. I actually don't know if I know how. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll figure out how to shut off the entry bells so I don't see that. Participants, let me know if you know how. I didn't realize you can hear that. Oh, I can probably just put in my headphones. That'll solve our problem for now. And y'all won't hear what I hear in my ears. I apologize about that. But um, it is really great to have you all here. And today, a lot of you might be looking forward to something that we talked about. Some of you might be interested in Ream, which is a subscription platform fiction authors that we've been working on for a while. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that throughout the weekend. This is a place, no matter what subscription platform you use, where you can learn. But that'll be launching tonight. So if you're on the wait list, at ream.com. Stay tuned. There'll be some awesome things coming there. In the meantime, we're going to get into the summit. This event has some incredible speakers spanning from learning how to have forever readers, learning how to master serial fiction, learning how to brand your subscription, learning how to plan out your subscription workflow. But we're going to get it started with none other than Amelia Rose, who's going to talk to us about the big picture here and how we can have a successful subscription as fiction authors. I thank you for turning that up. It's turn off the meeting, join meeting sound. That's funny. Meeting, turn off join meeting sound. I'll do that right now. Oh, you turned it off, Anna. Amazing. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. Sorry for that little hiccup, everyone. So we'll be good now. You won't hear any annoying bells. I'm going to let Amelia get into it. The last 15 minutes or so, we should have questions in the chat. So feel free to put questions for Amelia throughout this hour. And then at the end of the hour, we'll have time for us all to ask me other questions and have a little conversation. So I won't drone on any longer. Once again, thank you everyone for being here. 
We're super, super excited. Amelia, I hand it off to you. Okay. Thank you for being here, everyone. Oh, and also huge thank you to everyone who's helped out with this event. I'll give a way bigger thank you in the end, but there's a lot of people behind the scenes making this happen. So thank you. Okay, can you see my screen? I can. All right, is it like full screen? Almost? Yes. Okay, cool. I can see the top, like your docs.google, like your, but it's mostly full screen. Okay, is it fine? Yeah, you're good. Okay, cool, cool. cool. All right, so today we're gonna to be talking about six-figure subscriptions. I'm Amelia, and before we get started, I'm just gonna get into a little of my background and my story. Um, so I write steamy romance. I've been writing for about, I wanna say three, four years now, and have 30-ish books out currently. But when I started publishing, I didn't publish on Amazon or publish wide. I started with a subscription. And I'll tell you about that in the next slide, but just an overview. I have about 2000 monthly subscribers across Ream, Patreon, and Shopify. I currently have four subscriptions, one for writing, one for my graphic novel, two physical goods, and then two upcoming subscriptions, which are audio and translations. And the only reason I'm telling you guys that is to make it clear that you can do literally anything with a subscription. And then I am also the co-founder of Ream, which many of you guys know about, but it is an upcoming subscription platform for authors that drops tomorrow. Super excited about that. We are going to dive into a little bit of my story because there's a lot of reasons why I got to a subscription first before going to Amazon. So I want to tell you that before diving into how I reach six figures. So a long time ago, about four years, I was publishing on a free website called Wattpad and I was publishing completely for free. So every week I would release one chapter of a werewolf romance that I was writing. And I was probably like 30-ish chapters in. It was serial fiction and it reached about like 20 million views on the platform. And I was so happy about it. People were actually like finding my writing and reading it and enjoying it. And I was telling my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, I was like, this is so cool. I have so many people like reading it. I'm super happy. And he's like, why don't you monetize it? And my first reaction was like, I'm not monetizing it. That Why would anyone pay for my writing? It's not even good. It's not edited. And I just had zero confidence in myself. But also at the same time, I, I'm not a numbers girl. I don't do data. I have a couple of graphs in this presentation that you'll see a little bit later on, but I haven't looked at those graphs. It was like last night was like the first time I looked in the graphs at, in 18 months. So I'm not numbers. I don't like data. The only numbers I really look at are subscriber count and how much money I'm making. So I make a lot of my decisions off of pretty much my emotions, which has turned out to be really great for me. But as I was sitting and thinking about monetizing and taking my book off of Wattpad, a book that wasn't even finished, just to put it up on Amazon to get some money, I was looking at it from a reader's point of view. And if that were me who were in that position and I was invested in a book, I would not want that book to be taken down. And I would just, it just gave me a bad vibe to take the book down and while well, in the middle of me writing it and make it paid. So I was like, I can't do that. I'm not willing to do that. I don't want to do that. And so I turned to a subscription and my first subscription was under my real name. And my parents knew about it and this whole big thing, but I was doing bonus scenes and deleted content and it worked out for a while, but I wanted to write something else. I wanted to write something spicier that my parents and my family would not find and would not read. And so I created my Amelia Rose pen name. And instead of doing bonus scenes, because I hated doing bonus scenes, I did early access, which is how I got here and it, it, from doing early access, it blew up. Okay. Oops. Oh no. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So at first I created this subscription because I felt bad and I wanted to give people access. 
to my story without forcing them to pay. But I realized throughout the past four years that there's a lot of benefits to subscriptions that are more than just that. One, you get a lot more control. You're not, when you're on social media, there's platforms you can take you down when you're on wide retailers, any retailer. Um, I think we all know the big one. They can all remove your content. They can all take you down without really a reason. So subscriptions gave me a lot more control, especially when I hosted them on my own sites. We also, in subscriptions, you also get a lot more payment information. You control how much you want your readers to pay, what you want certain tiers to be at. You also have the options of refunds. You give all the refunds. You don't have anyone giving refunds for you after a reader has consumed all of your content. You control all of that. Third, you get a more personalized community. This means you get fan emails. And you can email them through your newsletter, whatever you want to do. And you can't do that on social media. You can't do that on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or anywhere where you sell your books for the most part. And then also, who does not love reoccurring revenue? No more convincing your fans to buy every new release. They buy, you convince them to buy once. And as long as you're providing that content, most of them will stay month to month. Okay. So we are going to get into the types of models and then the funnels into these models that you can have. So there's two main subscription models that are really big and booming for creators, especially writers right now. And that is early access and exclusive access. So early access is pretty much providing access to your content before anyone else receives them. Yes, you can do this through rough drafts. I do it through rough drafts and I know Plenty of other people, authors, content creators who provide rough, unedited material to their audience and their audience loves it. And your members in early access typically don't mind that it's unedited because these are your biggest fans. A lot of these members might be aspiring authors themselves and they want to be in that creation, like creative process with you. And yeah, they really love it. So basically for early access, what I do is I write and release my fiction chapters on my subscription first and then drip them out to my free, free site, which is currently Wattpad right now, as well as my newsletter. But we'll get into the funnel in a second. And you might be thinking like, who is going to pay for early access when they can get the content for free? And I have about 10% of my readership constantly click on the link to go to my subscription to at least check it out. So quite a few people. And early access tends to be serialized content. So think of your favorite episodic show. So maybe Game of Thrones, or maybe you're really into episodic anime, anything like that. And a popular author who does lit RPG, who is killing it with early access, his name is Sherdaloon. And he had, last time I checked, he had about 7,000 subscribers. And based on his tiers, that means with 7,000 subscribers, he could be making anywhere between $7,000 and $350,000 per month, which is really awesome. Okay. Now we're going to go over to exclusive access. Exclusive access is bonus content, deleted scenes, travel guides, whatever you want it to be, as long as it's exclusive to your subscription. I would not recommend having it exclusive for the lifetime, but having it exclusive for a short period or a longer period of time, so it's not anywhere else. And again, this could be bonus content, digital content, even physical goods, whatever you want it to be. And there's currently an artist, a graphic novelist, who does this very well. His name is Kays. He has 1,300 subscribers, and he's making about $15,000 per month doing this model. Okay, now we're going to talk about funnels, how to funnel people into both early access and exclusive access. Somebody asked me to talk about funnels in the Facebook group last night, so I'm going to do a sort of deep dive into it. And I hope I can make it a little bit clearer than the other information I have put out or we have put out there. Early access, your early access funnel. This is basically going to be the five things, steps you're going to do. So you're going to pick your free serial fiction platform. 
And this could be Royal Road, Wattpad, Inkit, Tapas, even your newsletter. Your newsletter, could you could drop serial fiction in your newsletter. Next, we're going to find readers on these serial fiction platforms. And how do you do that? So each platform is going to be a little bit different, but I have some top tips to help you out and hopefully get you to be able to find readers on these platforms. Some of them are more mature and harder to find readers on now than they were a few years ago. But here are some tips. So releasing regularly. You want to pick a day and time. It could be one time a week. It could be twice a week. But pick a day, pick a time that you're always going to release on because readers will plan their day around your release if you're doing serial fiction. I have tons of readers who, if I don't release by 2 p.m. on Monday, they comment and they email me and they're like, I hope you're okay. What's going on? The chapter's not out yet. And they're actually like worried that something has happened to me. When nothing hasn't, I've just procrastinated. So yeah, release regularly. Pick a day and time you're going to release and your readers will be there for it. Next is to respond to comments. So a lot of serial fiction platforms allow the reader to comment under your chapter or within the chapter. And I would recommend to always respond to as many comments as you can and like the comments as well. Your readers want to feel like you've seen them. And just think about it from their perspective. If you were to comment on social media under your favorite celebrities, your favorite celebrities post, and they respond to you, like you would be talking to everyone about that. You'd be telling your family like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he just responded to my comment. I think that's the coolest thing ever. They want to feel seen. Next, I would definitely recommend adding author notes to the end of your chapters. Author notes are basically like, hey, I hope you love this chapter. What do you think is going to happen next? Also, adding cliffhangers in serial fiction, that's a must. But author notes really help you connect with your reader and get them talking within the comments and hopefully not just responding to your comment, but talking to other fans. And then finally, Direct message your readers if you can. A lot of these serial fiction platforms or even your newsletter, you have access to messaging or emailing your readers whenever you want. And don't overdo it. Just say thank you. Thank you for reading. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to experience this story. And I hope you love it. Okay. Next, after you've found your readers, you're going to release your chapter with a cliffhanger. I would recommend releasing one to two chapters every week. And when I say chapters, I'm talking about very short chapters. So my chapters are like a thousand words long. They're not 5,000 words like beasts. Very short with a cliffhanger so to get people really interested and wanting to know more. And then again, write an author's note under your cliffhanger. And in that author's note, you are going to direct people to your subscription. And that is your funnel. So we have an example of it. This is one of my chapters that I've done in my newsletter. So I have the chapter. I have a cliffhanger. I don't have an author note, author's note in this one, but I would recommend one. Next, you're going to create that button or that link that goes directly to your subscription. And as you can see, people have clicked on this one. About 10% of my audience has, at least the people who have opened this email. One big thing with your funnel is you're trying to create an, a community. So make sure you're, that you are part of that community. And that can mean reading other people's stories that are similar to yours or recommending them to your readers. But also, again, responding to those comments, liking those comments when you can, just being there for your readers. And this is going to vary, again, based on your genre, but a huge thing in this funnel is you want to make sure that you're creating co content that your consumers can't really put down. And that's, again, that's going to be, that's going to look different from what you're right and your brand and how you created your stories. But those are the big things. Okay, we're going to go into your exclusive access funnel. I don't do exclusive access as much, so this isn't going to be as detailed. If somebody has recommendations on a better funnel than this, I am completely open to them. But I just want to preface this by saying I don't really do exclusive access. 
but um, we'll go into it. So the funnel, you're going to pick your bonus content. What do you want to offer? Do you want to offer travel guides? Do you want to offer deleted scenes or special edition covers? What is this going to be exclusive access for? Next, you want to find where your super fans are active. If they're not active on Twitter, do not post about it on Twitter. You might have a lot of people who follow you there, but who is connecting with you the most? Who is maybe direct messaging you? Who is liking all your posts? Like, where are those people who are, they may be the loudest people on social media, but they also might just be the most consistent people who are constantly showing up for you, constantly liking your things, even if they're not commenting all the time. Next, you're going to make a social media post or newsletter about the specific bonus content that you're offering. And then you're going to direct people to your subscription. So if you want somebody, an example of somebody who does this really well, I would suggest checking out Kay Webster. She does this on Instagram and makes it seem super exclusive because it is. And there's only a specific amount of or number of books that she's giving out in her subscription every month. And yeah, check her out if you want to see this kind of funnel in action. Okay, so we're gonna go into tiers. What are they and what to include in them to make people wanna join them? So tiers are the level of access somebody will have to your membership for a select price. And usually once a customer or a reader or part of your audience leaves that tier, they're not going to have access to any more of the contents. They'll need to stay, stay subscribed every single month to receive the benefits and content that you do provide. First tip, creating tiers, make sure you include tier benefits. And I would recommend not putting it into this huge paragraph, but doing easy bullet points that are consumable and People don't have to read through like five paragraphs to understand what they're receiving in this tier. Very short, very concise, and very clear tier benefits. Again, this can be early access, exclusive access, art prints, maybe you have signed products, but make sure it's something that your readers actually want. Always keep your customers in mind when creating these. Next, I would recommend to always have multiple tiers. If you're doing early access or anything, if you're selling any product, you can do that for one price on all the retailers. So I put an ebook out there for $4.99. People can buy it at $4.99. But when you're creating a subscription, you want to have multiple tiers so people can come in and increase their pledge whenever they want. You're not, you don't want to force people to buy at a certain price point. You want customers to have choices so it can increase later on. And yeah, we'll get into pricing in a second. Branding your tiers is next. So when you have a subscription, you want people to make, you, you want to make people feel like they're part of your community. So think of it as, actually, I'll go back. So you want people to feel like they're part of your community. And so I would recommend naming your tiers something that your readers recognize and think of it as you're out in public and you're at the grocery store and you see somebody who has a quote from your favorite tv show or anime or movie and you instantly recognize that quote you know exactly what it's from you have that connection with that person now because you are part of that community as well and you feel more connected to that person than another random person but that random person could come up to you and be like, what does that shirt say? That quote is really stupid, but they just don't get it. They don't understand what that quote is from. They don't understand what it means, but you and this other person who's wearing the shirt does. And that's what you want to make your subscription feel like. It's like this exclusive community where the people who get it and the people who don't really don't get it. So naming the tier giving it a really high quality image that supports your brand. So my image or my brand is Steamy Romance. I have this like hunk of a guy that's shirtless and readers who come in know exactly what they're getting in that tier. But also again, before I forget, going back to the tier names, I would bet the majority of you who don't know me probably don't know what a Redwood Girl Gang is, but everybody in my subscription, everyone who's read my books 
I would say 95% of them know exactly what the Redwood Girl Gang is and they know what they're getting part. They know what that tier is going to feel like. So you want to make it really personal as well. Next, we're going to talk about pricing tiers. So price high, please price, at least have one high price point. When I did my first subscription, I had the price point, the highest price point I had was $10. And $10 got you a signed copy of my book. And I did that because I had zero confidence and I was losing money. And that's something I would definitely not ever do again. So don't be afraid to price high. I have people who are in my $150 per month tier and they're there, not really for the benefits of it. Two people just don't ask for benefits at all. And it's crazy to me, but yeah. And I know a few authors who are offering $1,000 per month tier. And then also don't price too low. Please don't start at, for the most part, don't start at $1. There's reasons to do it, but payment processing fees are going to hurt you. You're going to get, I don't know, a few cents, maybe a couple quarters from that $1. And then it's also extremely hard to move people out of that low price tier. So if you want to just stop having a $1 tier and you want the, your readers in that tier to move up, it's going to be really hard. Okay. Next is community building. This is definitely where you should put your time. I think you should build community as much as possible. But a couple of questions you have to ask yourself is, how do you build community? How do your fans immerse themselves into your worlds? And so there's a few ways that you can do this. One, I recommend reading Fans First by Jesse Cole. I was recently at a conference with him and he did this amazing keynote and told so many awesome stories about him being like being fans first and making his fans happy. And it was an amazing, his story is amazing. So definitely check it out. But that is the mindset you want to have. What do your fans want? How can you make their this experience for them the best as possible? So they go and tell everyone that they know. You want to go out of your way for your readers when you can. Obviously, you can't do that for everyone. But something that's helped me scale a lot is doing this doing the things, the small things that are not scalable. So talking, we'll talk about left of messages in a second. Second is brand recognition. Again, naming your community, having those marketable quotes that people connect with. You might also have merch. Yeah. Interaction. So again, a commenting, responding to people, liking, emailing them back when they email you. Fourth is story immersion. How can you create and, and bring this, your stories to life and in a meaningful way that your fans are really going to enjoy? And then lastly, welcome messages. So messaging everybody in the beginning, I think really helped me build to six figures. I went individually to each person when they joined and was basically like, hey, thank you for joining my subscription. I appreciate you. I know you don't have to be here, but I appreciate you spending time in my subscription or reading my stories. It means a lot to me. Here's where you can start. If you're coming into the subscription and you have no idea where to start, here's a link to one of my favorite stories. Something like that. It's very easy. If they respond to you, that's great. If they don't, that's also fine. Okay. It's to get to six figures in any business, even if you're not doing subscriptions, it's hard, but it doesn't have to be. I've went to the Creator Economy Expo this past weekend and I did a presentation, but a lot of the creators that I met who are making over six figures have were mentioning that it's really hard to be a creator sometimes. And it takes a mental pull on you because you're pouring your emotions into your story. But as long as you have a community to rest back on or lean on whenever you need it as well, and you have a little author community or even a reader community, it can make it a lot less hard. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit about the six-figure mindset when talking about specific subscriptions specifically. So the first mindset shift that you're going to have to make is a commodity versus access shift. You're not selling a one-time product in your subscription. You're 
providing access to your community and your content, and that access can be taken away at any time. Think of this kind of, I know Netflix and HBO are both subscriptions, but think of this kind of a Netflix, Netflix drops an entire story at one time. They drop an entire TV series. All those episodes are dropped one weekend. Everybody and their brother watches the entire TV series in that weekend. And there's so much hype over it. It's, it's going crazy. People are talking about it all the time for, the, for that week. And then the next week, another show drops. And another show drops the week after. And it's constantly, oh my gosh, this show is so awesome. But then, oh wait, there's another one. Oh my gosh, the show is so awesome. But oh wait, there's another one. And you can just join for one show and then leave Netflix and that's done. And you pay one time for that show and that's it. But if you think of HBO Game of Thrones release, for example, they're releasing episode by episode. So they're releasing one episode on Sunday, has so much drama and a cliffhanger, and then that's it. And you're going throughout the week and you're like, oh my gosh, I really want to know what the show is about. What is going to go, what's going to happen next? Are they going to, are the dragons going to come? I don't know, stuff like that. But you're constantly thinking about the story. You're talking to your coworkers about the story and your family and sharing memes and screenshots or whatever it is. And you're invested for that entire week. But then on the next Sunday, the next episode drops and you're invested for the next week. And you can't just pay one one month and then leave because then you won't be able to access the entire story. You have to be in that subscription for the period of three months in order to get the entire story. And if you leave, you lose access. So that's a shift that you have to make, especially if you're doing early access. Also, how you view your fans. You do not think of them, please do not think of them as money. Nobody wants to be thought of as money. This is one of the reasons why I just had this hard time pulling my story down from Wattpad and being like, no, you're not going to receive it anymore because I didn't want my readers to think of themselves as money. So your super fans are not money. They may have money to give you. They may have money to support you, but they are people. They're your super fans. And they're showing up for you. So don't think of them as just a dollar sign. Pricing high. I think we already talked about this a little bit, but I suggest pricing high always. Another big mistake that I think I made in my first subscription was starting at a dollar. Just because of payment processing fees, I didn't realize it at the time. I just had that $1 because I had zero confidence in myself and my writing and that anyone would actually join. But you're not forcing anyone to join at the high price tier. So you might have a $5 tier, which is a cup of coffee, like one cup of coffee a month, but you're not forcing anyone to buy in at $150. That's not a, it's not like you're, yeah, it's not a thing, but your content is worth more than a cup of coffee, one cup of coffee a month, just I want to give you guys confidence in yourself and your subscription. Lastly, thinking long term. So selling one book would be hard, but it's much easier than selling an entire fandom. A fandom is going to take much longer to build, but it's worth it in the end. Okay, another, somebody else in the comments of my Facebook post last night wanted me to dive into what realistic growth looks like. So I'm going to do two case studies of my writing and my subscriptions, the current ones that I have going on now. So I was inspired by Shelby Lee to do this cute little graphic. So props to her. This is my writing subscription and what I offer in each of my tiers. This is early access as my primary model. And then I also have physical goods as a secondary model. The physical goods were added last year. So in 2022, I want to say two and a half, maybe three years after I initially launched and after I initially got to six figures. I didn't want to start physical goods too soon because, at least in this subscription, because I realized what happened in my previous subscription where I was offering that $10 signed copy every month. And it was bad. It was really bad. And so 
I was like, I need to understand how much this is going to cost, everything about it, the shipping, how much it's going to cost to buy the books and get them out to different regions. And yeah, it's been a process to do physical goods and I'm still not doing as well with it as I would like. And I'm constantly pivoting. So that's something we're going to see a little later on. You want to want to constantly pivot. If something is not working for you, try something else. If shipping becomes too much and you didn't plan as well for it, or if just shipping costs are increasing across the board right now, no matter what you're getting, maybe it's Amazon books or stickers or whatever, but costs are increasing. So you need to increase your costs as well. So this is my subscription that I focus full-time on. And this is my growth path for this early access model. I think I opened the subscription in January of 2019, but I didn't do anything with it, like zero. It was just opened under my name. And then in, I think it was like July-ish, I started posting on Wattpad. I did that whole funnel and it took off, as you can see. And it's been pretty stable throughout the entire three years that I've had it. But I I just want to put this out there. I was working, I was in college as a student, but I didn't have any expenses right in this area, like starting to worry about. I was working like very part-time, like a few hours a week at a gym. But other than that, it was just focusing on building this writing before I got out of college to see if it was something I could do. So that is a full-time growth path for me. Next, we'll go into my graphic novel, which is a little bit different. So my graphic novel subscription is early access. This is not making me six. The graphic novel is not making me six figures yet. We just reached my primary goal for it, but it's nowhere near six figures. We started it like six months ago in November. I'm working very part-time, a few hours, maybe a week on it. But Early access is the primary model for this. I also have exclusive access with not safe for work scenes. It is all serialized content and it is a partnership between me and my artist. So the initial growth of it wasn't due to my current readership because I found that while some of my readers will read a graphic novel, not all of them are going to. Um, it grew because of my partnership with my artist who had a following on social media. So this is my realistic growth path part-time for this graphic novel. It is much slower to move up, but it is increasing. And I am making my, I'm pivoting constantly. So I experienced a lot of churn in the beginning. And churn is just people like falling off and not coming back. And I think it was because I was just getting my footing in the graphic novel space and I didn't realize what I needed to do. And I was releasing one chapter every single month and that was pretty much it. And so I optimized it and I'm releasing a few panels per week now compared to one huge chapter a month. And it is becoming much more serialized and which is helping me. And at first I was like, there's no way readers are going to want unfinished scenes. Like these are just panels that are just like, oh, hey, professor, like it's a student professor romance. It was like, oh, hey, professor. And then they like exchange a few lines and that was it for that week. And the next week is something else. But I saw a couple, a bigger artist do this and I thought I would give it a try and it's worked very well. So serializing even more than what I thought has helped me. Okay, the big three six-figure subscription rule that I live by and all these models that I use and all of my subscriptions follow are be consistent. So I am consistently releasing one small chapter for my, at least for my graphic novel, one few panels, maybe eight panels, Per week of it, um, under promise and over deliver. If you've heard anything me and Michael put out, that's we're constantly telling people under promise and over deliver. You don't want to promise that you're going to release 20 chapters a month 
and you only release one chapter a month, it's really going to break the trust of your reader and they might leave your subscription and leave you as an author. And then constantly pivot. If something's not working for you, don't be afraid. To, don't be afraid to fail. If something's not working for you, it's not working for you. Just figure out the next thing you want to try. And when you jump in over to the next thing, that, that might succeed. It might do really well, but also you might need to tweak it again. And that's completely fine. And it's what you should do. You should constantly pivot. And then lastly, before we get into the Q&A, somebody asked me, what would I do if I started from zero again? And I have a few tips. So if I was completely starting over, here's exactly what I would do. I would do serialized content because it's not anything extra I have to produce. I'm already producing the story. I'm already writing it. And I will release one chapter a week that has a cliffhanger. I would start small. Do not have 10 different tiers. If you're just starting, I would say start with three max. And then once you really have the, that footing at, on with subscriptions and understand how to grow them, then you can add tiers after that. Just launch. Do not worry about launch. Just put it out there. Um, it doesn't have to be this huge launch that you dump paid advertising into. Do not do that, especially in the beginning. I would not do audio as well because my readers are here to read. They're not here to listen for the most part. And then I would not do physical goods in the beginning. It's going to be, at least for me, it was a lot of work. For me right now, it's a lot of work. So I would not do physical goods in the beginning as well. Okay. So I, you're welcome to ask any questions. I see that there, the chat is up to over 99 comments. I hope that's a good thing. But yeah, any questions? No, awesome. So I'll moderate it and deliver the questions to you. There's quite a bit. I would say, let's try and say like medium-sized answers that people are like feeling good, but we can also get through a lot. So the first one is, Serial is the only structure that does well in this format, I imagine. Can you discuss this? Meaning you're a serial fiction author. Are there other, is it possible to do well in subscriptions and not be a serial fiction author? Yes, it's 100% possible. You don't, serial fiction has worked for me because that's what I love doing. But if you look at creators like Kay Webster, she's not doing serial fiction. She's doing mostly exclusive content. I think Willow Winters is also doing exclusive content. There's a few subscriptions that are not doing serial fiction and they're doing very well. So I would check those out. Yeah, yeah, there's... I'll actually drop those links in the chat if y'all stick around for a minute after actually moderators, Nikki St. Crow, Katie Robert, find their subscriptions, put them in the chat. Yeah. Um, they're really big and not about early access. That's great. Okay. Awesome. So if you also publish eBooks for sale on Amazon, et cetera, what does your process look for writing to the free apps versus selling your stories as eBooks? Yeah. Yeah. So I sell my stories as eBooks as well, but how I, I break it down is I'll run my book through my subscription and through a free platform. And once, once it's completed on the free platform, I pull it down. I put it on my, uh, on the paid serial fiction platforms like Radish or Vela. And then once it's completed there, I set the story as complete or pull it down and have it released as an ebook after that. I hope that answered the question. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. And we've gotten now a few questions about cliffhangers and story structure. So how do you approach writing your serials specifically when you're trying to hook someone from going to free chapters on a platform like Wattpad to then getting early access and paying for those that early access on a platform like maybe Ream or Patreon? Tell me about how you plan those cliffhangers when you're writing serial fiction. Oh, so I don't plan any of my content out. <laughs> I write it as I, it comes to me and I like to write it as a reader. So I'm reading it as I'm writing it for the first time. And I end my chapters on a cliffhanger and the cliffhanger is usually like right before the climax of the chapter. He might, the if it's between a main male character and a female main character the main male character might like lean in for a kiss but the kiss doesn't happen in this chapter if they want to know if the kiss happens they have to read the next chapter okay yeah yeah that obviously 
depending on your genre. Depending yeah, on your it's going to be different. <laughs> your, clip, your specific layer is going to be different, but no, that that's really great. So how many chapters are you releasing a week for your six-figure subscription for this? Because I know you have multiple ones. For the one that's the big boy subscription where, where you're doing really well, how many chapters a week are you releasing there? And what would um, be your advice to people on figuring out how many chapters a week they should release? Yeah, I would not recommend comparing yourself to me just because I write full time and I love writing a lot. So when I was talking about when I started, I think I was releasing three to 5,000 words per week. So that is about three to five updates that are very short. Yeah. Okay, that's great. That's, that's when it was growing and that's what like that big spike, that's how it got up to that. Now I'm writing a lot, but we won't talk about that because it's just something I love to do. Yeah. And it's not to grow. It's because I want to do it. No, that makes a lot of sense. And now I want to talk about actually you getting readers to upgrade once they're in your subscription. So you talked about getting people in on early access. You don't want to underprice yourself. So you mentioned don't charge a dollar a month, but maybe five, $10 a month for early access. But you've been talking about $150 tiers. You've been talking about all these different benefits that you can provide. What would be your advice and how have you gotten readers to maybe who were once paying you $3 to now be paying you $25 or $50 a month? I know you have quite a few of those readers. So what would be your advice to that? So I do, I added physical, for, for those higher tiers, 25, 50, and 150, those are pretty much physical good tiers. And again, I wouldn't recommend that in the beginning, but if you are, if you have your footing in subscriptions and you're comfortable with it, add those, adding those physical goods has helped increase people over time. But also I started an exclusive story on my $10 tier and it was exclusive for the $10 tier and didn't drip down into the $5 tier in the beginning. And a lot of people increase their pledge just to read that specific story. So something you can do that doesn't require physical goods. I have a follow-up question, which is with a lot of this, you might be launching new tiers and authors have asked how much is like the optimal tiers to have, which we'll get to that question in a minute. But if you're starting a new tier, because I assume you didn't have signed books at the beginning of your subscription, when you actually launch that tier, how do you like market that to people who are like already paying you monthly? Or do they just find it themselves? I feel like that's got to be like, awkward slash interesting because they might really want that signed book. That's what we have to keep in mind. Yeah. But how do you approach that process? Because you don't want to make them feel like, wait, I'm already paying you $5 a month. I'm already paying you $10 a month. So how do you approach getting readers to upgrade without being maybe, let's call it too salesy? Yeah, I, again, I don't force, like my whole thing is I want my readers to feel really comfortable. I don't want them to feel like I'm forcing anything on them. And I'm very deliberate in what I say and how many times I do it. And basically I'll just announce, Hey, this tier is coming up. Here's the benefits. Let me know what you think of it. I'll get their feedback. Maybe change a little bit about the tier. Then I'll release it and just tell, just announce it. Um, and if it's something that's ongoing, so every month I have a different book box, for example, that I release on 50 and a hundred dollars here, I'll basically snap picture of the book box and be like, Hey, this is this month's book box. If you're interested in upgrading for this month, don't, you don't have to stay in this tier if you don't want to, but that's this tier if you're interested in it. That makes a lot of sense. And then when thinking about tiers, you mentioned you should have multiple price points. You should maybe have a higher price tier because maybe a reader does want to support you $100 a month just to support you in the beginning. And that could be nice, but you don't want to have too much options. You don't want to maybe yeah. have, I'm throwing out a crazy number, 50 tiers. No, that sounds overwhelming, but how do you know what kind of tiers should you be starting with? And as you grow your subscription over time and add more benefits, when do you maybe decide there's a little too many tiers here? Yeah, I would start with three tiers and I would price them. If I were starting over again, I would price them at five, 10 and 25 if, if it was for my writing. If it was for audio, probably a little bit higher because that's a, a premium product and it costs money to do audio, a lot more than it does writing rough drafts. So I would start in those tiers. But if you have started with a bunch of tiers, I would just like... Look at the tiered benefits, see how they're different from each other and see which ones have 
been the most popular. And you might be thinking like, hey, nobody has joined my subscription and I have all these tiers. And it could be because like, it's a lot of, it's a lot of information to cons- to look at your subscription and see 10 different tiers. Me as a reader, if I go in there, I'm going to be like, that's way too, inf- too much information. I don't even know where to start. So yeah, again, I would start at three tiers, work your way up to five. And then if you want to do more, um, you can do more. But yeah, I would just caution against doing a lot. Definitely don't do 50, probably. <laughs> no, that that brings up a really good question that Ariana asked in the chat, which is, okay, so you have all these tiers, you don't want to do too much, but you might want to change what you're doing in your tiers. And you mentioned the word pivoting. Yes. And she says, can you provide some tips on how to minimize churn while pivoting? I would assume that if subscribers have already bought into a tier, changing may cause them to unsubscribe. I think this question is really awesome. And what do you think about that? Yeah. So something about subscriptions is if you make a big change like that, you have you, most times people are going, there are some people who are just not going to want to be in that tier anymore because you're not providing that benefit. And that's something you're going to have to be okay with. But to help minimize that, I would just be very clear and upfront about why you're changing. So when I just, I'm trying to think when I made this a big change. Oh, when I started, I had a tier that was for my audiobooks, And I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to love this. They're so high quality. This is going to be amazing. And I had a, an audiobook tier in there and nobody joined it. And I was like, come on, guys, this is an amazing product. You're going to love it. And nobody joined because nobody wanted that. And there were some people who joined, but not as many people as I was expecting. And so I took that out. I said, there's not going to be audiobooks anymore. That's not a main benefit people have. But there's people who stayed in that tier. And sometimes whenever I do release an audiobook, they ask me like, hey, do you provide audiobooks anymore? And because I once had it in that tier, I will give it to them for free, just one person. But when I took that benefit out, it was because not a lot of people were consuming that benefit. And it wasn't benefiting anybody um, besides like maybe one person out of 2000. And yeah, that's when I pull things out when it's not benefiting many people. But you can also, something I'm doing now is I've realized shipping costs for me on physical goods are just like increasing like across the board. And yesterday I put out a poll and I was like, this is going to change, but help me change it. What would you like me to do? Would you like me to increase the price every month? Or maybe I instead of releasing every month, I give you three books every three months. And so it's giving them a choice as well to make them feel like they're part of this community and your business because they are like, they're the most essential part of your business. No. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Which brings me to probably end up being our last question for this session, which is actually about your book boxes. What do you put in your book boxes? How do you make those decisions around that? I know you're making some things up, but yeah. What does a book box contain? If I'm subscribing to you, what am I going to get next month from Amelia Rose? Yeah. So my lovely assistant, her name is Autumn. She gave me the idea of putting as many of the senses in the book boxes as possible. Every month I do a book, a signed copy, it's paperback as well as like a sweet little treat. So some sort of candy that I can relate back to the book. So one of my characters in my book is very intelligent and she's like the valedictorian. And so I put a lot of smarties in there to signify she's smart. And then some stickers and maybe a bath bomb or some tea that they can smell or drink or whatever they want to do with the tea. That's not my business what they do with it. (laughs) But yeah, those are like the main. Oh, and also a piece of character art I put in there as well. Amazing. Amazing. Amelia, thank you so much for an incredible session. Everyone give her like a virtual. I know. (laughs) Let's give everyone a round of applause. Thank you for opening this up. We didn't get to all the questions. We did our best, but I'll tell you something great about Amelia. Amelia is the admin, the descriptions for authors, Facebook group. 
She helps lead this community and she's created a lot of content about how to help you start and grow your subscription. And some of the questions I saw that y'all asked, I was like, oh, wait, I know where they're answered on our website. So we have a ton of free content on our website called subscriptionsforauthors.com. So you should definitely attend that if you can. And you would also, I think, really enjoy checking out our fireside chats. They're monthly webinars that me and Amelia do actually every month. I'm going to send the link to be able to sign up in, in just a second, but we have all of them recorded and you can see them for free. And one of them is about tier rewards. Another one is about pricing. Another one is about starting your subscription. So many of the big things that like we couldn't super, super dive into today, we've done deep dives on, and I hope you enjoy those fireside chats. Now, we're going to be taking a short little break for a half hour between 11 Eastern, 11 a.m. Eastern and 11.30 a.m. Eastern. You can do your own time zone convergence for that one, but we'll be taking that 30 minute break in just two minutes here. We'll have Reese Barden, in incredible. Hey, Reese, I think you're here right now. I'm so excited for your talk in 30 minutes. It's going to be all about getting your subscription started the stress-free way. So if you listen to Amelia and are like, oof, where do I begin? Reese is going to be great. We're definitely going to leave some time for Q&A for all of our amazing hosts because it's a real privilege to have them here contributing to this community. And oh, it's going to be some amazing sessions today. So I'm really excited for it. In the meantime, I hope everyone enjoys this short break. We'll keep the chat open. We'll also have people who, if you have a question, can voice an answer. We have some moderators here. And just before we officially go, I want to remind everyone about the link to the schedule for this weekend. You are all in the right link. All the sessions this weekend will take place in this very link. This link is the schedule to all the sessions this weekend. And the good news is if you can't make one of the sessions, they're all recorded. This is being recorded right now. Every session will be recorded and released to all of you for free. And we'll definitely make sure Amelia's slides are live. And some of the other speakers have also sent me their slides. So we'll try and distribute those as well. Give us some time in the weeks after this event, but we'll make sure it all gets out to you all. So thank you again, everyone. Thank you, Amelia. This was a lot of fun. And Definitely make sure to check out the Facebook group if you have specific questions and you want to follow up with Amelia. Maybe Amelia, make a post in there. If there's specific questions that yeah. you have followed up with Amelia after her session, put it in there and she can hop in the comments. Okay. Our Facebook group's right there. A lot of you are probably already part of it. So anyways, thank you all. Thank you so much for watching this session of the Subscriptions for Authors Summit. Now, you may want to learn more about subscriptions and in that case, I recommend watching all the other sessions in this summit. They're linked down in a playlist below. But I also wanna share with you all the other amazing resources we have as part of Subscriptions for Authors. First, we have the Facebook group. You probably heard it talked a lot about during the summit, but if you're not a part of it yet, you can join totally for free in the link down in the description at facebook.com slash subscriptions for authors. There's over 2,300 fellow subscription authors in there. And now a bunch of spinoff groups based on specific genres that will help you start and grow your subscription as an author. In addition, we also have for a very limited time, the founding cohort of the Six Figure Subscription Author Accelerator. It's the first link down in the comments. It's open till May 31st, and it's an amazing premium course plus group mentorship that me and Amelia have set up. It has over 10 hours of video, and then has four group mentorship sessions where you'll be paired with a coach and fellow teammates who will take you through starting and growing your subscription with the goal of taking you at the beginning of the summit, whether you've started your subscription or not, to then being able to grow your subscription, get your first paid subscribers, and hopefully grow your subscription to the point that one day you can be a six-figure subscription author. It's a really, really exciting opportunity, and me and Amelia are super excited to share that with you, especially if you're very serious about growing your subscription. It can be a great opportunity if you're a very serious author who wants to go and do that. But if you're maybe not ready for the accelerator, no worries, because we have a lot of other opportunities. A ton of free resources we put online on this very YouTube channel. There's like 30 podcast episodes out, and we have a ton more releasing soon. We have like 10 more films that we're going to be releasing in the coming weeks. In addition, we have a free book called The Descriptions for Authors Starter Guide, which condenses a lot of the amazing insights you've heard today throughout these sessions and gives them in a very streamlined fashion, a step-by-step -step guide into how you can start your description. You can download that book totally for free, by signing up for our mailing list at the link in the description. And then lastly, we also have Fireside Chats. I will link down to the playlist of that as well. Those are free webinars that we do about very key topics and subscriptions. So those are really, really fun. 
I hope you all enjoy it. Yes, we are dedicated to putting a ton of resources out there for you to have a successful subscription. Not only that, but we also built a platform specifically made for fiction authors to be successful in subscriptions, which is called Ream. You can think about it like the Shopify meets Patreon, meets a Facebook group, meets Wattpad all in one. But the whole goal is to help you turn your fans into customers of yours directly that pay you monthly. It's a really awesome platform and you can check it out in the link below in the description as well. Yes, there's a lot of links, there's a lot of things going on, but odds are if you're watching this summit, you wanna dive deeper into your subscription, so you want to give you everything in one place. And in fact, if you wanna get all of our links in one place, we have the Ream link tree. That'll be the second link down in the comments. The Ream link tree literally has everything in there. So if you ever want any information on anything in subscriptions, all of it's in the link tree. And it's a pretty great place. I'll see you all soon. Thank you for being a part of this summit. You all are the best. Have a great rest of your day. And don't forget, storytellers rule the world. Oh,